I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden pause in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, driver's recommended. <laughs> is he a caveman? Because he suddenly clubbed that one. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> G'day, this is Golf. Andrew Dado is my name. I'm in Broken Hill on the balcony of the Royal Exchange Hotel. And there's two golf courses here. There's a sand scrape and a grass course. And uh, I'm on the wrong day of the week. Neither are open and I can't find anyone to talk to. But I did find a fascinating story. Now, you've heard the expression, when you know, you know. I met a lady who told me about her daughter, who's eight years old and on the cusp of apparent greatness. I say apparent because she's eight years old and anything could happen, but she's been in love with the game since she was a toddler. How she got to be in love with the game is a story in itself. So I met Manda, we sat down, and we had a chat at the Musos Club about her daughter, her love of golf, and how it came to be. And I should point out, Manda is not a golfer. Amanda, how did the game of golf come to you? To me personally, through my daughter Frankie, when she was 18 months old, she was given her uh, first set of plastic golf clubs. By who? uh, We actually can't remember. We think it was grandparents. uh, My husband had decided just prior to Christmas time that she had, uh, in in his eyes, other level... Hand-eye coordination. Hang on, hang on. Who decided that? My husband did. Right. So, is this, so let me ask this. Is this is fairly, you know, like we all go, oh, yes, yes. My my daughter's quite gifted. She's, yes. She, I saw her look at the ballet once and, and we think, so is it, were you thinking in your mind that's what this is? I, I was a bit sceptical, I have to admit. Uh, my poor husband, I did sort of roll my eyes a little bit and think, okay, yeah, sure. But let's go along with it. I said, let's go along with it. And he just thought that maybe we should brace ourselves for for the fact that we were having a sporty kid. We're we're both in the arts, come from an arts background. So let's brace ourselves for the sporty kid, not the the dancer, the drama, the music, which is what we were expecting. Which is what what you are? Yes, which is what we both were. Are you a golfer? No, not at all. Is your father or mother a golfer? No. 
and your husband's is he a golfer? He used to play a little bit in his twenties, but his clubs had been in his dad's shed for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, sorry, just to elaborate, really, is are his parents golfers? Uh, yes, so his dad is, but they they don't. Um, we don't see them very often. They don't live like close to us. We see them, but they they don't live close enough to us for the golf to have been something that she was exposed to. Okay. So it wasn't something that we talked about as a family. We she did, we were going down to the golf club with granddad. It wasn't like that. Okay. So, so just remind me, because my <laughs> kids are old, my youngest is now nineteen. I can't remember what eighteen months old they can walk. I know that, right? Gen- yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. right? And they can so. What was it about your 18-month-old daughter from non from RT non-golfing parents that made your husband think that she actually had something going? I don't think it was golf-specific at that point. He just thought maybe sport. So he encouraged everybody to give her sport-related gifts that oh, year for oh Christmas. Oh, my God. So she didn't just get the plastic golf clubs. She also got uh, a basketball and a hoop, some t- tennis rackets, uh, a footy um, she had, yeah, there were various presents that Christmas from family members that were sport related. It just so happened that she made a beeline for the plastic clubs and she played with them every single day, constantly. That was the thing that she wanted to play with, inside, outside, all the t- constantly, all the time. <laughs> right, so just in my mind, um, I really have the question about nature versus nurture. So are you a believer that in, in that process yeah or nurture over nature as this seems to be well yes that's a good question a friend of mine a very dear friend of mine is a psychologist and she was fascinated by this from from the beginning has watched her grow up with this and has been completely fascinated by this and her theory being that uh there are things that just feel natural and that um children who are gifted in, in, in anything, really, um, that it's something that just felt natural, so natural to them when they were little, that um, it, it's not, it was never a conscious decision. It was just something that felt good to their bodies and yeah. so therefore to their brains because they, it just, yeah. Okay. No, that's, that, that's actually really interesting because it must make you then think, if it, because if a psychologist is saying this is good for her, if it feels good for her. But I've never heard it explained that way, actually. Okay, so she's 18 months old. She's, <laughs> she's gifted. At the age of... She's by the age of... No, 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 no. Yeah, sure she is. She's, so she's 18 months old. She, she's got the gift. She's got our gift. By the age of three, or at the age of three, what happened? Uh, but by this stage, she uh, had been doing classes in other things. So she had been to dance class. She'd been to music class. And uh, I had told her at some point that she would be able to, when she was a little bit older, have golf lessons. And so that became the thing. That became the thing that she asked about constantly. She was also asking for real clubs by this point. She didn't want plastic clubs. She wanted real clubs. And she so wanted So what you get on the telly? Um, well, at, we, I remember the first time that we ever... Um, I, <laughs> we got KO. Um, we subscribed to KO so that she could watch the women's golf. We thought we should probably do that so she could watch the women's golf. And the first time she ever watched golf on television, she watched two rounds back-to-back, eight hours 
she sat on the couch and didn't move for eight hours and I kept asking her if she was okay and if she wanted to watch something else and she watched women's golf on on KO for eight hours straight and we were sort of at this point in time it was still funny to us I, I look back now and I th- and, and where we are now and I think gosh at the time we still thought this was really funny um, and odd and um, it was it was sort of this humorous became sort of a humorous story to tell our friends and family you know yeah. this this three-year-old kid that was obsessed with golf yeah and um, so then I, tra- I tried to find her lessons and no public course in Adelaide uh, would take her uh, at three. They all said no, they don't take them until they're six. And <laughs> basically shut it down and said there's no way a three-year-old is, is having golf lessons. Okay. And I'm trying to explain that to her. She was very frustrated because she wanted to start golf lessons Right now. now. In, a true, in a true gifted athlete fashion, did she have a tantrum over that? Because <laughs> that would be great to know. Did she throw one of her plastic clubs? She didn't throw any clubs, but she was quite frustrated. I remember her being quite frustrated and she did keep asking. It wasn't something that just came up every now and then. It was something she was talking about on a daily basis. When I get to have golf lessons, when, 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 when will daddy buy me some real clubs? She used to ask that all the time as well. Um, so eventually just in conversation, uh, I, I had not looked at any of the, uh, so the private members clubs because I just assumed you would have to be a member to have lessons, for kids to have lessons at those clubs. But somebody put me on to the fact that they um, ran the junior golf program uh, through those clubs. And so one of those clubs was Kuyonga. And I contacted them, just the usual. I emailed my usual um, email expecting either the two responses was not to hear back at all or to hear back that they won't take them until they're six. With the, with the word psycho in brackets yeah, 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 you know, at the end of it. I was very aware that I, I would, yeah. was probably coming across as um, super intense golf parent, which yeah. is what I call them, the super intense, intense yeah. golf parents, because they are certainly out there. Um, but it was really just because I wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to get her lessons to see if this was something that she actually really liked or if she just, it was something that she just thought that she liked and also I was I was wondering whether or not it was something she liked because it was getting her a lot of attention people would immediately stop what they were doing and kind of focus on her and talk to her as soon as she said that she liked golf and were surprised she's a smart kid and I thought maybe she's maybe this is something that she's enjoying the validation more than she's actually um into, into the golf. So I just wanted her to have lessons to see if there was even really anything there. Right. So it's interesting you say that, that, that as an attention-seeking... So all kids like attention... Well, yeah. most kids like attention. So it's a really interesting way of actually getting attention, getting the big people around you to actually look down and go, oh! Yes, oh so there exactly. would have been something quite cute about it. And let me just... Um, I'll just put this in perspective. So your daughter's now nine. Eight. Eight. She's very good and she's cusping on going to the... World Championships in America this year or next year? Uh, probably next year. Next so year. She has. Um, she tried to. She's tried to qualify. She tried to qualify last year and just missed out. That this is for the US Kids Golf yeah. World Championship at Pinehurst. She has qualified twice for the Champion of Champions tournament in Ireland. She's also qualified for the Junior World Stars of Golf in Las Vegas twice. Right. And has she been to those? No, no, it was all happening during COVID. Uh, so we never got the chance to go over. But she's also decided that she also said she didn't want to go to those ones. She's got her eye on 
on the US Kids Golf Tournament okay. in Pinehurst, and if she gets to go over, that's the one that she currently, the one that she wants to get to. Okay. So you're sitting there looking at this three-year-old, wondering if it's attention-seeking behaviour. <laughs> You've contacted one of the most exclusive clubs in South Australia, yeah. right? So Kiyonga, I don't know if you've played, you know, you've played or you haven't played or you've heard of it, but it is absolutely stunning, beyond stunning, beautifully kept, yeah. and a hardcore members golf club. Oh, yeah. And they've responded... In the affirmative, <laughs> they're going, oh yeah, junior penance, here we come. So what they say? It was so, it was so shocking to me because, I said, as I said, I've been shut down by every other golf club, and so it was. I got an email back within twenty minutes. Um, You're kidding? No, from the operations manager, uh, who um, Susie, who used to play golf. She was, a, she, she also went through college golf in the US. She's from Adelaide. And she straight away CC'd in the, um, the head of the junior golf, um, Daniel Blackwell at the time. And basically the next thing I knew, he was on the phone and I was, I was a bit embarrassed. Because <laughs> I thought... <laughs> I think she's just seeking attention. I was a bit embarrassed because I was sort of, I said, oh, um, I, you do know that she's three. Like I... I it was all a bit overwhelming for me. Okay. Can I ask, sorry, one more question before we get to Daniel's part of the story? Was she getting, was she hitting good golf shots with, a with the plastic club. clubs? Well, I mean, I don't know, possibly. Okay. Um, I mean, she was at least, yeah, I mean, yeah, she was having fun with it. Um, but, you know, there's only so much you can do with plastic yeah. golf clubs. But sure, she was trying. Okay. So Daniel gets you on the phone and says, what? Um, he basically said we don't have a program at the moment uh, for um, three to six-year-olds. Not that that means that we can't have one. And he said um, there's actually probably might be a couple of members that have kids around that age that we could rustle up and maybe we could get a class started. Um, but in the meantime, let's just get her down here and get a club in her hands and see how she goes. I didn't know at the time that... Uh, the reason that he is the reason that he was so positive about it is because he was that kid ah. and his granddad gave him a cut down seven iron and an old golf ball and he used to hit them around the cow paddock down in Tasmania where he was from when he was little ah. and so when he hears about a kid that has this kind of other level you know, response to golf at such a young age, his immediate reaction is to get that kid in you don't shut that down, you get that kid in and you find out whether or not it's really something that they're they're into. So okay. that's so, how it started. All right. So Daniel Blackwell, um, you may or may not have heard of, uh, is from Swing Index. So he's a golf coach, but he also now coaches coaches on the on the game of coaching. So he's a big deal. He is a big right, deal. Yeah. So what we didn't know at this point yeah. either. We didn't know that she was basically starting lessons with one of the best PGA coaches in the country. He's, he, he won South Australia PGA Coach of the Year twice after we started um, coaching with him. And the first time, uh, I, I sort of went home to my husband and went, oh, my God. Did you Google <laughs> oh stalk him? Yeah, that's, what, that's when we Google stalked him and went, oh, we've, I don't know how we've managed to, to, to get this lucky. Um, He's just, and he was so lovely with her and uh, they became great friends and he, she had lessons with him uh, for a few years 
the other two boys that they did find that were around her age to start with her, they dropped off after the first term and she stayed. And so she was basically having lessons one-on-one with him then for a little while uh, until he moved on from Kionga and then he uh, suggested that she be coached by one of um, someone that he coaches, uh, PGA Tour player Peter Cook, who had come to Kionga. Um, so now Coach Cookie is her Cookie. Is, is her coach. Okay. And a great personality for her. He's a really happy, really lovely, happy, bubbly person, and that's what she needs. She needs to be. So, so when you when the when she got her first cut down club. So I'm going to assume that if Daniel started with this cut down seven iron in in the cow paddocks of Tasmania, and I'm going to try and get Daniel to talk for this podcast yeah, as I well. Hope, I hope you do, and I hope that story's right, Daniel. I hope that story's yeah. right. Okay. So. <laughs> If he started with a seven iron, is that what he gave to your daughter? That's what she started with. She started out with a seven iron right. and a putter. Okay. Now, were you there for the first shots? I was. Right. Yeah. Tell me what the first shots were like. Oh, they were pretty average. I think that that I think it's a coordination thing. She was three, and the clubs were probably a little bit long for her. Um, she didn't start out with cut down clubs. She started out with proper kids junior clubs we oh, okay. bought a couple of clubs so the red the yellow ones or what the different color yeah. for different yeah yeah and um, i think my son had those He's, <laughs> he was never gifted so you know she <laughs> not was, like that she was it was a bit wobbly but i think for her it didn't it didn't matter that's not what we were that's not what we were concerned about at the time what we were concerned about was whether or not it was something that she was actually really into and whether or not it's something she actually really loved and and she found out very quickly that she did um she looked forward to golf every week and it became her her favorite thing and she would get frustrated if she couldn't go out to golf um we went to sort of one of the first i think the first australian women's open uh that we went to uh, she got to meet Hannah Green, who had, had become her f- favourite player and um, <laughs> who is, has just been wonderful. Frankie's actually met Hannah a couple of times now and, and Hannah's just really, really wonderful with her. Um, as is Steph Nah, who is from Adelaide and she plays on the Epson Tour over in the US. So they both keep, keep, track, keep in touch and keep track and they've both been really wonderful. But going around that first Australian open she followed Hannah Green for 18 holes I thought she might last for a couple of hours yeah. but this is a four-year-old that walked the golf course 18 holes and followed Hannah Green on the for her last round and then threw a tantrum at the end because I said we had to go home <laughs> did she did Hannah <laughs> did Hannah notice her there yeah, yeah, she came over and said hello and gave her um, a glove oh, and she got a beautiful photo. We've got a beautiful photo of uh, Hannah picked her up and gave her a big cuddle because she was, you know, she was four. knee high. She was mm. four. Um, so, yeah, got to give her um, a big cuddle and she's, uh, yeah, seen her a couple of other times since then and she's, it's just really wonderful. Um, we're really sad that we don't have the Australian Women's Open in Adelaide anymore, obviously, because yeah. uh, it, so, it was such a wonderful experience for us. So what's the, what is the life like of a golfing parent to a, you know, five, six, seven-year-old? Like what? Um, I mean, it's already a really big time commitment. So she already has uh, lessons during the week and as well as one on Saturday. 
Um, she has a one-on-one -on -one lesson with Coach Cookie as well as um, she was part of the uh, Australian Girls uh, Golf Scholarship Program that was run through Golf Australia um, and Golf SA. So that the idea behind that was realising that there was a huge dropout rate for girls between 10 and 16. The peaks at 12, which obviously is when they go to high school. Uh, that tends to be typically when they drop out. Um, you know, just other, new friends and other things going yeah. is on. It, is it boys and body and body changes and puberty and are all those, are they, are they factors in, that are affecting the, that dropout rate? Yeah, they think so, but also they think it's probably more likely that because it's such an individual sport mm. that they do get to a certain age where they wish that they were uh, playing other sports and they start to leave to go and play team sports. So how do they create an environment for the girls that feels collegiate and that can keep them um, coming back? And it was to develop this program so that the girls felt like they were a team, they were being coached as a team and they were, um, you know, look at, and looking forward providing opportunities for them further down the track they will to play as a team yeah. as well um, and so that's been a really great program so that's that's nationwide through golf australia not all golf clubs um, have that program uh, but many do and i think it's increasing all the time golf sa also has started a great program through teammates which i think is nationwide as well now um, and that's giving them an opportunity to get a handicap and to work on just so no handicap yet no that was something that we talked about really early on with daniel i asked the question because everybody kept asking me anyone that yeah, right? yeah. yeah everybody that that talks to you asks you oh what's a handicap and i asked him about it and he actually said that it was better to wait as long as possible and hold off as long as possible because she should just be having fun at this age it should still just be about having fun and getting out there and having a hit and it shouldn't have the pressure of um, the numbers, she, and as, you know, she already puts that pressure on herself. She already is always thinking about her scores. She can do the maths. She knows when she's out there, how she's tracking, and if she has one really bad hole, and she knows that's that'll, that's going to negatively affect her score or her opportunity to qualify for something else, she will, yeah, that'll she'll nosedive. It's it's incredible how much the numbers can affect her already. So she puts enough pressure on herself. So we sort of made the decision to hold off as long as possible. But she's sort of at that point now where um, it's it's time to sort of start the process. Yeah. But at the same time, we won't be putting too much emphasis on it so, at all. So probably an unfair question. You don't have to answer it. What do you think her handicap would be? Oh, she's not. She wouldn't be like, I know, I know you're not a golfer. <laughs> but is she getting around in 10 over par or, listen to me, 15 yeah, no, or... So, so she, but she plays modified distances, so it's hard for me to... So she still plays quite modified yeah, distances. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult for me to know exactly what that number would be and because I'm not really up with the handicap system yet, mm. I'm still learning. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But if she gets around modified distances, she... If, if she's relaxed and happy on the weekend, she can shoot in the 30s. She's playing nine holes. Um, wow. But when she's competing, that tends to go up into yep. the 40s because, as I said, she puts that pressure on herself and we see an immediate jump in in her scores. What do they say about, um, or have, has anyone said anything to you about the golf and the mind game? And Because they reckon, you know, like all the pro golfers are probably within a poofteenth of each other in a physical sense, but yep. it's the mental sense. So is there some point where, have they talked to you about her mental capacity for competition or... 
I mean, I know, like, I know she's eight, right? So I, yeah. I understand the question is fairly absurd. But then I wonder, I don't know, I've never had someone in an elite program, so... So the first two big tournaments that she played in that she won, um, it was all... It, for, for her, it was just all fun. She was having a ball. She was finally able to play golf with other little girls and that's the whole reason we took her because there weren't other any there weren't any other little girls in Adelaide playing golf around her age. So we took her to an interstate tournament so that she could see that there were others because she had started to notice it and comment on the fact that there were only boys. And she won that tournament two years in a row and for her, it was fun. It was because the other girls were there. It was social. She was having a really great time. Um, it's only been in the last year that we've noticed that the pressure of, of, of all of it has started to affect her. It's gone from being really fun to being a little bit stressful. And I think because she won those first yeah. two big tournaments, now that is the bar for her. So when she doesn't play as well, she thinks if she doesn't finish in the top five, then she hasn't played well. So trying to get her out of that mindset and so that's part of what um, her coach is, will be working on with her is getting her out of that mindset and being able to, we call it flush it, um, which is flush it and move on. To flush the, it away. Flush it away and move on to the next hole and forget about it and leave it behind and every hole has to be a new, a fresh start and yeah. you need to be able to leave it behind, which we're having little, break, we've had little breakthroughs um, recently so yeah, hoping that we can we can maintain that because yeah, it for us it's been really hard watching her go from absolutely loving it to finding it kind of stressful. Mm. Um, so as a parent, you know, I just want her. To, I just want her to love it. I just want her to be having a good time and yeah. seeing her get really stressed and crying after a round because she hasn't shot what she wanted to shoot has been yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Expectation versus realization. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He said in tennis, at least you get to win. You get to win a point or you get to win a game or you get to win a set. So you do get to win. But golf is literally you, one person wins and no one else wins. <laughs> and so he's like, tennis he thought was sort of a, a nicer sort of sport. Yeah. But he said, you know, that his daughter was just drawn to golf and that's just the way it was. Yeah, and, and that's it. We, I have conversations with her all the time. In a joking way, I sort of say to her, I can't believe you've chosen the hardest game mm. in the world. Like, this is the game you've chosen. And um, we laugh about it. She knows it. Um, but it's trying to now find a way 
for her to understand. And I think on some level she does because she knows that Hannah Green doesn't win every week. Yeah. And she has her favourite golfers on the tour. Like, she was the one that taught us how to say Paddy Tavitanakit. Um, she loves her because she's a big hitter. Um, we, she knows that they don't win every week and she knows that they go through phases where they miss the cut. She has seen them miss the cut and then come back and win the following week. So she's learning all of this mm. through watching as well. But it's, it's, she's also, she's eight. So, you know. Well, that's the thing, Sue. I feel like we're talking about a 15 <laughs> or 19-year-old. So how do you feel? Like, what, as a mum, how did, what, what's... I mean, I'm guessing when she arrived on the planet or when you were told you were pregnant for the first time that this was not part of the equation. No. I'm, and, and it's not, as I said, I don't... When we weren't those parents who had already decided that that's what she was going to be when she grew up, this was, this was something that blindsided our family and that we've had to... It's been a really steep learning curve for me. Um... As I said, I'm, I now get out there and, and caddy for her as much as possible because I love being out there with her. I yeah. love that time um, because it's we're outside. Um, usually the weather's pretty good. Uh, it's great for us to walk the course together and have a chat. And I just like I like really like the time that we get to spend yeah. together. How does your caddying go though? Do you go hit it that way? I said to her, darling, just a little three quarter seven here, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's it. And it's funny because. Um, my husband is probably, I always thought that my husband would probably be a better caddy than me because he played golf and that I'm useless because I can't, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I just regurgitate what the coach says to her. So I listen when, he, when she's having a lesson and I'll just regurgitate some of the things, the key things that I know that they've been working on just to keep them in her mind. Um, but she has, it, she has more fun when she's out with her dad she says, she told me this the other day, she didn't want to hurt my feelings, but she has more fun when she's out with her dad because he apparently doesn't do any of that and he just kind of lets her go and he only ever steps in every now and then when she thinks that she needs some help. And they just have a really good time and they have a chat and they don't really focus on the golf. You're right. Um, but then she did concede that she plays better when she's with me. <laughs> so, well, what would you rather? <laughs> So she said, actually, I do play better when well, I'm, I, think, I do play better when I'm with you. And I think, honestly, for me, it's just I try and keep it as fun as possible. Um, I, she does have a tendency to get a bit hot, hot-headed when she does bad shots, um, and it's trying to keep her level and yeah. keep her the emotions under check. But um, as a parent who's not a golfer, uh, I, I feel sometimes an enormous responsibility. Um, especially if she's not playing well, I suddenly feel very guilty. That, and I think if I knew how to play, if I was a player, then because I'll, I can, I watch all the other, and they're usually dads caddying, um, who are helping their kids more specifically, coaching their kids through shots, and I'm just not able to give her that kind of help. So um, I do sometimes feel a bit guilty. Um, well, see, I was almost certain you were going to say that you feel guilty that she's playing golf. And you thought, what if she was not playing golf and was like, uh, in inverted commas, normal eight-year-old and doing normal shit, you know? They're <laughs> feeling guilty that she's not doing that. So that's interesting that you... I th- literally thought that's what you were going to say. Oh. No, because to her, this is, this is this her normal. normal. Mm. This is her normal. I mean, she still, like, spends too much time on the iPad on, on the weekends yeah. and she still wants to stay up late and 
I mean, admittedly, on Friday nights, that is to watch the golf. Yeah, right. Um, but she does, you know, she she gets a bit sooky if she is has to miss a friend's um, birthday party because there's a golf tournament on. And yeah. the but the choice is always hers. Yeah. If she if she wants to miss that golf tournament and go to that friend's birthday party, that is always her choice. Okay. Um, but she will eventually choose to play the tournament and because in her mind um, that's one step closer to you know qualifying for the next okay. big and tournament. What, and what is, what is that tournament tournament process like you know the other parents and the other kids and like if the golf companies come looking and you know oh, no, we're not there yet <laughs> um, I there was the, the last year at the Australian Junior was probably a bit more intense she did get quite intimidated um, there were a couple of players over from New Zealand and they actually go to a golf academy where they play golf every day and then they're homeschooled for a couple of hours a day but they're basically already playing golf every single day um and one of them who was playing in the same group um as my daughter had her coach on her bag and she found it she found the whole thing really intimidating that's the first time I've ever seen her really crumble under um under that kind of intimidation I've never seen her beat I've never seen her like that before Um, which was really interesting. So that was a big steep learning curve for us, um, was how to handle that. Uh, How how do you handle that? um, Because there may be something in this for all of us. I think that the biggest takeaway was letting her work out herself what she did there. And that was that she, mid-round, was was trying to change her swing so that she could... Because this this kid was incredible um, and a big hitter. And so my daughter, who probably wasn't wasn't sort of being wasn't able to hit that those distances was about a year younger as well but wasn't able to hit those distances not quite strong enough um was finding that really intimidating and so was changing her swing to try and and hit like this other kid and it was fascinating to watch because she's never ever done this before and so to talk to her afterwards and have her ask her what she thought happened there and um, and especially because she basically just lost it and the whole round went south. She'd played so well the day before and then the second round, she, had one of the, she went from the best round she's ever had to probably the worst round that I've ever seen her play. And she was crying and it was awful and it was trying to console her and try and like talk through it with her. And she ultimately was the one that came up with the answer and that was, I need to play my own game. Yeah. I was too busy concentrating on the other girls and I need to play my own game. And I played really well the day before when I just played my own game. Right. So, but she's also eight. So, you know, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. But that is the answer for all of us. Yeah. All right, man. Listen, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for your time. I know you were sort of weird, you know, you weren't expecting to have this conversation today. Um, so thanks and good luck for your daughter. And good luck to you and your husband and the grandparents who gave the plastic clubs going, we did that. (laughs) Yes, yes. everybody's very proud of her and we're really excited to see where she goes. But at the same time, you know, it's all, it has to come from her. So as long as we keep that, the focus is on fun and having fun. And as long as she's driving it, um, then we'll we'll be, we'll be sticking around to see what happens. Good on you. (laughs) Thanks for your time. Thank you. What a story and what a kid. So it'll be interesting to see how she gets on, whether her love for the game continues. And if I can find Daniel and get him on for a podcast, I most certainly will. So that's it from Broken Hill. Next time, 
I'm going to come later in the week, not at the start of the week, and get a look at this sand scrape and get a look at this northern course, the grass one. They poured a stack of money into it and apparently it's just a little bit like Las Vegas. After all, Broken Hill is the Silver City. Thanks for listening. I look forward to your company again soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.